Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to go straight to the Lord in prayer. I've got some things I want to share with you, but I've I've got a little ditty I wrote. I'm going to kind of explain that to you, and we might have somebody explain Alaska to us. Alaska needs, they're just different up there, you know. I love Alaska. I've never been to Alaska, but I've got a, a love for Alaska. My son served up there when he was in the Army for a little while and uh, called me one night. Of course, he always called, you know, collect. And it was late. And I said, you do know that you're three hours behind me, right? Because <laughs> it was like one in the morning when he called. But I was glad to hear from him because I am his mama. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we once again come before you to take just a deep breath and let it out slowly and to just be still and know that you are God. There is nothing in this world that happens that you miss. You are still on your throne and you are still sitting there with open arms waiting for your children to come home. Father, forgive us for our complacency and our apathy and our laziness Forgive us for our selfishness and help us, Father, to glean from your word, to hunger and thirst for your word and your righteousness in our lives, that we might be your beacon. And Father, I pray that you will keep us safe, that you will put your loving arms of protection, the hedge of protection around us all. And right now I am particularly praying for President Donald Trump and his family and his associates and his employees, all those who are connected to him. They're under an attack, Father. It may be politics, but these that are attacking him have denied you. And for that, I will say it is evil. I ask you, Father, and you have been, and it's been tough to take, to reveal the truths to us and help us. Father, give us the strength, the courage, the wisdom to remove the corruption and to return to those principles of liberty and the knowledge that knowing liberty only comes from you. It doesn't come from a piece of paper. But we must be vigilant and guarded. that we might be better instruments for you. That this country, which was once called by your name, will return and be that peculiar people that we need to be in the world. For such a time as this, I ask you to make us brave. That we will stand. That we will be brave enough to stand and object to the sins and the idiocy that's going on and to proclaim your name, and to live your righteousness. 
I believe you have placed me right here for such a time as this. And everyone who is listening and connected at this moment, you have had a hand in it. I pray that we will be faithful listeners and faithful listeners to you and faithful and obedient. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I've been, like I said, I've been cleaning. (laughs) We're still working on it. If you've ever seen a newsroom, you know that they look pretty bad. They're not as bad as they used to be because nobody, they're, they're not all paper trails anymore. They're email trails or something like that. But, uh, Bob Pretty was really famous here in the state of Missouri. Uh, for the Missouri Net, he is retired now, but if you looked at Bob Pretty's area, it was just stacked with newspapers. He knew what he was doing. I didn't agree with him politically, but he was quite a historian. Derry Brownfield respected him in that and would go to him and ask him historical questions. But when it came to politics, they were on total opposite sides, which is amazing to me when you're a historian that you could be that way. But his area was stacked with newspapers and papers and, and, uh, they were always wanting him to clean it up. But I understand. And when I, and I said, when I got hired for Derry Brownfield, I was supposed to clean out that mess. And now I have learned well. <laughs> I have the mess myself. But I found this and I began writing it back in May of 2020. The gang raping of America. Now later on in the, in the show, we're going to talk about the primaries and I want to, I want to, uh, I'll let you know, I haven't forgotten that we had primaries last night. But here's this article that I wrote. It started out a simple encounter. There was a barbecue and a speaker. I attended the event at, out of curiosity mostly and, and felt it was my civic duty that I listened to what the speaker had to say. The words were eloquent and promising. There didn't seem to be strings attached, just a simple request for support And when elected, the speaker would be my voice and represent my liberty and needs as a citizen. At first, I was excited to be a part of the movement. There were more events to come, rallies and barbecues and banquets and auctions and numerous fundraisers to support the candidate. As time marched on, my email box and texts on my phone and my mailbox were constantly filled with messages begging for money, for more support and personal involvement. I felt obligated. After all, wasn't this for my own good and for the good of my community, my state, and my nation, my country? As time went on, the continual barrage for requests became more fervent. I thought, after the election, that great need for money would subside. In one respect, it did. But I began to notice that the person who wanted to and promised to be my voice for liberty soon became a voice for another, for many others, not the constituents who were so actively and financially reasonable, responsible for the success of the eloquent speaker we heard first. These things changed rapidly. The one elected to represent me was representing a different form of government. There was proud talk of democracy, which is a majority rule, which many prefer as a mob rule. The constitutional republic was demeaned, and the 
founding fathers we once knew and trusted are now called names and their characters are slandered. Lobbyists representing outside organizations as well as mega corporations, even other nations were now the ones for which my elected representative listened to and seemed to work for. Rules, laws, and mandates and restrictive regulations were being dispersed and forced upon me. It seems to do no good to disagree or complain. My grievances were met with contempt and disdain. The wrongs that were being done against me are no are question are no question by the media, but instead praised by the media. The media, which should be the watchdog for me. Has now become a vibrant part of the movement against my liberties. There seems to be nowhere to turn to defend my liberty and protect my natural rights. I was told he would legislate laws that would help take care of me, but instead they pushed me back and enslaved me in a way that was just unconscionable. I was trapped. Do you feel trapped? It is a trapping situation. How we, the people, have allowed ourselves to become the victims of our own government. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Okay. on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agreed yeah. is blessed with an abundance of reliable yes. resources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation. And All right, I will do that. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power of the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit Power the Future. Yes, he'll be calling in the third segment. 
Donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. In my article, or we're going to call it my monologue, I was talking about being trapped. So let's continue with that idea. The American people are trapped. or We feel that way, don't we? There were many who made great promises, but were now abusing the very ones who elected them. They were elected to be servants of the people, to guard liberty and to and freedom to respect American independence, but have now gained power over the people. I was trapped. The abuses were many and coming from all directions. Some were violent and vicious, while others were subtle, and I didn't, I didn't even know what happened until later. It was as if I was drugged and slept through the theft. Time passes by and the rights... I once knew are now said to be privileges that can be taken away if I don't follow the rules and do as I am told, you know, to comply. I work each day and I earn a wage that should be enough to sustain me. But when I return, I have to pay a large sum in order to keep my privileges. I'm tired, so very tired. But I must continue. Years have passed now. My elected representative, as well as many others, rally for our support each election. And each election we vote them back into their political positions. I have noticed they are growing wealthier while we, at least me, struggle daily to make ends meet. Yet what choice to do I have? I must re-elect my privileges, depend on it. The sad story, uh, Above portrays this nation as if a person who are held captive and abused. Americans seem to be trapped. We have been raped and pillaged. The policies they pass as a legislative body pushed on the citizens, exempt from themselves. It has put us in a strange place. Dark existence of socialism, communism. No God is allowed in their leadership. Government is your God. We will take care of you, and if you don't comply, we will punish you. 
The citizen is stripped of property and happiness and prosperity. Dignity be not yours. And liberty is a thing of the past. Do not speak of equality, but accept the word equity. Your job and your earnings don't belong to you, and neither does your family. The government owns it all. We were raped, plundered, and pillaged. This new government is systematically corrupt. Their only prejudice is anyone who objects to them. And then the consequences will be severe. We go along as if this is not our own new, as if this is our, is now our own new normal. (laughs) We must do these things and pay them for our privileges. We choose one party or another, but they both stand together as big government and the raping of we the people. It's as if we the people developed a form of Stockholm syndrome which is, you know, coping mechanism to cap to a captive, an abusive situation. And yes, that's where we are, America. We think we need them, but the opposite is true. How do we escape as a people? Can we unite? We know if we do, there have been murmurings. They will attempt to crush us. For they are addicted to our money, and to our ways, and they are jealous of what we have or had. They will not give up their power and wealth without a fight. We must know that. And we the people must not remain the rape victim. We can break the chains they have put upon us. It will not be easy. And we must do it absolutely together. It has to be done together. So when you think of that story, a little dramatized perhaps, of exactly what has taken place in our form of government as they moved it from this constitutional republic into this democracy, mob rule. But who is the mob? They have incited the people. They have... in. Instead of allowing us to be united, which scares them to death, they keep us divided. They keep whipping us with words of of racism. And now they're throwing in this ridiculous stuff of gender and acceptance of sins of all kinds. Uh, subjecting our children to danger within the public school system. So the answer there, my friends, if you're a parent, is get them out. Get them out of the school. What can we do together? Well, I mentioned yesterday prayer meetings. Let's begin with prayer meetings, and I want to hear about it. You hold a prayer meeting in your home or in a community building there. It doesn't have to be very many people. Maybe just three. Maybe just two. You don't have to have coffee, but you could do that. Have a little refreshment, but have the prayer and focus it on God being in control of this country. Focus it there. I read to you yesterday, I'm quickly trying to find it, an article that um, she was talking about the hill, the death on the hill. 
sorry, here it is, the hill to die on. And at the end of that article, and I got a little bit uh, hurried yesterday, she said this country was founded as a middle finger to tyranny. I think, you know, I didn't let my boys do that. Not that they didn't do it, but I didn't let them do that. I didn't teach them that kind of behavior. But we all know what it means. The middle finger to tyranny. And she says it's about time we went back to our roots. Back to thinking we need to be independent. We don't need some king telling us what to do. As Americans, she says, we have to stop waiting for someone else to fix our problems. I remember when Katrina, that terrible storm, hit. And we saw these people standing there screaming and crying and wanting the government to come and save them. If I'd have thought my family was in danger, I'd have been heading for the highest hill. And I know that would have been a long walk there. But I wouldn't have waited for them to fix my problem. To save my children. We have to be courageous, she says. Courageous enough to be our own saviors. Do we have that in us, America? To be our own saviors? We can't look to Donald Trump to be our savior. They're whipping that man. They're getting ready to put him on a cross. No, he's not Jesus. I'm not even suggesting that. I'm suggesting he is making a great sacrifice. Are we going to let him go down alone, him and his people, like Peter Navarro and and uh, Manafort and Roger Stone and, and others that they have attacked? Individually, it is your responsibility, she says, to play a bigger role. If not for yourself, then for the future of your children and the future of America. Do not let complacency be our downfall. Well, complacency and apathy is why we are where we are. We've read that verse over and over again. I might throw it out here in a little bit. But we have leaders saying things like this. This was a Jimmy Carter quote. Rudy brought it to me. He says, can you tell me what this means? So listen very carefully. For this generation, life is nuclear survival. Liberty is human rights. The pursuit of happiness is a planet whose resources are devoted to the physical and spiritual nourishment of its inhabitants. Does that sound like a man? He claims to be a Christian. I think he claimed to be Baptist. I'm not sure. Does that sound like a man who's leaning on the Lord? Does that sound like a quote about individual sovereignty and freedom and liberty? Liberty is human rights. Human rights as a whole, not individual rights. This is where we are and where we have been for a very, very long time. It's time for us to stand up and stop being complacent and thinking, I wish some man would come down from somewhere and save us, because, you know, that guy already did that. And he expects you to to be the beacon of love, liberty, and freedom. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back.
And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I wanted to talk a little bit about the primaries. And uh, we're going to talk some about Alaska, a little bit about Wyoming, because Wyoming was in everybody's mind and everybody was watching it. And uh, we have Tim from Iowa. I kind of lean on Tim because he has followed politics pretty much all his life, I do believe. Uh, you, you're the one who should have a talk show, Tim. And oh, uh, <laughs> I've got another fellow in Omaha saying that, too. So What's I, that? I uh, call into his show quite a bit. So <laughs> He thinks you should have a talk show? <laughs> yeah, I've got one I can sell you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'd like to, but I, I really need a host, though. I, I'm uh I'm a little too reactionary to to actually own one myself as far as, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can go off script pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, we all do that, and I think, actually, I think people kind of like that. So yeah. let's talk a little bit, because Alaska's primary is not like everybody else's primary. My understanding is they go with the four top numbers, uh, four top people get the four top, you know, and so they're still in the running for the general election. Is that how you understand it? Yeah, that's what I'm reading here. An interesting side note here, real quick. I'm trying to search for the Alaska Secretary of State's website, and the search comes up like goofy. I get weird links on that. And the only time that's ever happened after a primary was after the last Colorado State primary, where I had the same search result problems. But my understanding is, yes, the top four vote getters were. Well, another thing that uh, alarms me is it's uh, the morning after, and we only have 69% report uh, of the vote reported again. How's oh, from Alaska? Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it seems like we just can't get our act together in in, uh, in the United States of America. <laughs> they don't know how well, to count votes or something. I don't know. Well, maybe we've got our act together, and that's maybe an act that you and I don't enjoy. <laughs> you mean the act of corruption? <laughs> yeah. yeah so, I understand France had all theirs done by 8 o'clock that night, and they only use paper ballots, too. And I think that's the way we ought to go. That's, that's yeah. my opinion, paper ballots, and I think we need to think about how we count them. Maybe we need more precincts so there's less to count if it's too much to count for people yeah uh, i know in our county we have uh 16 precincts here and probably uh, uh 12 of them vote in our uh fairgrounds center but we're uh, small enough that you can do that so yeah and that seems to work out pretty good well my understanding <clears throat> is we still have an opportunity to get rid of uh lisa murkowski uh, I, I yeah i think she she they're showing her down five thousand votes right now I think because it's sitting out there so long that she lost yesterday and they're not reporting it. That's what I think. Again, I have no proof of that. But she's still going to be in the top four. And so yeah. uh, we can smack her down once again, Alaska. <laughs> Go at it. Because yeah. she has it's not been representing you've Alaska. Got, uh, you've got two others here. Uh, the other two, the, the third place is 6.2% and the fourth place is 2.2%. I don't even know how they're viable for a general election, and they're both Democrats and Republicans. It seems to me like that's kind of a gimmick to try and help the establishment. And, of course, Palin, is she advances, so she's in the running yet. And, and what's uh, inter- Yeah, what's interesting on that, she's in a, uh, you know, a preferred choice primary. It's open primary. She's running, uh, let me see here, it looks like... Uh, about 
6,000 votes behind the Democrat in that open primary. So, Ooh, that's not good. And she's going to have to split. Uh, well, there'll be there'll be three Republicans in that general election based on this, the top four winners. There'll be three Republicans and just one Democrat, and the Democrats winning the open primary. Hmm. Well, That's you know, I think I think, uh, and this is just my personal opinion. I'm not; it's not necessarily a political opinion, but I think Palin hurt herself several years back with some comments that she made and behavior, and and behavior. I just meant she 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 was supposed to be this wholesome gal running all of a sudden she's flipping out this filthy mouth you know she was using some vulgar language one speech that i watched running mccain mccain really did her dirty and i think that hurt her and then i was you know i don't know what the reasons were because she was very silent about it but when she quit in the middle of her of her governorship there i thought that was pretty bad and i think that hurts you when you quit i think that hurts you so how do you know if we're going to elect you that you're not going to have another personal matter or whatever it was that came up and just quit in the middle of your run? You know, so I think that hurt her. It would it would bother me if I was electing her. And I like yeah, well, Sarah. I like Sarah, but sure. it would bother me. Well, I think we got to ask with that kind of name recognition and uh, you know, been around the block. You know, she, she was a nominee for vice president of the United States. And she's only drawn 31% of in an open primary. Yeah. I don't know if she's really in a strong position. I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, I like what she says and stuff, but I'm not sure she's always backing it up. You know, I can, I'm just, I like me. I could sit here and say just whatever, you know, until cows come home, but that doesn't mean I'm doing anything. And, um, we do hear a lot of noise from politicians about, like I said, I mm-hmm. like Sarah Palin. I like what she says and that, but it, but I do think she, she hurt herself back in the day. And, uh, if a governor just quit, maybe they know why she quit. I, I don't know why she quit. I know they were going at her family pretty hard, but not any worse than they're going after Trump's. No, the, the people of Alaska must know something we don't because it, yeah. it's showing here on what I'm seeing here. Unless 69%, you've got a third of the vote sitting out there yet. Maybe yes. there's some kind of repression going on that 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 really doesn't indicate. I, I need to see a like 95 percent reporting where it could actually set that in stone. But even at this this point, when you, you got two thirds in, that's that's really not a strong showing for her. Well, let's let's kick um let's kick Wyoming down down the uh, a little bit. They're they're prior. Just kick it around. I didn't mean kick it down. Kick it around. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that just a little bit. Cheney uh, lost, and she lost hugely, huge, huge. She lost, yeah. and uh, but her her concession speech, so to speak, was more of uh, "I'm still in it, and I'm going to get you." Speech. She says, first of all, she st- talks about standing there in God's country. And I don't even think she. I know she has a home there, but I don't even think she lives in Wyoming. I think she lives in Virginia. Um. We also found out here just a week or two ago that her husband is an attorney in the the uh, law firm he works for are the ones that are attorneys for Hunter Biden. And uh, she says, two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done that uh, the same again. The path was clear, she said. 
But that would have meant following Donald Trump's lies about the election, she said, and that is a path I would not take. And she turned the page. This primary election is over, but now the real work begins. I think she's going to run, try to run for president. And I think she's, I think she's behind a lot of this dirt that's going on against Donald Trump with the raid. Uh, John McCain, the other, uh, well, the one that Palin ran with uh, for president, he's he's deceased now. But he was instrumental in sharing the dossier full of lies against Donald Trump. And I wouldn't bet that Cheney wasn't involved in that as well. We know she she's running on hate of a man, not love of a country. That's my opinion. What do you think, Tim? Well, that statement from her reminds me of once upon a time the famous movie star Gloria Swanson said, I'm still a big star. It's the movies that have gotten smaller. (laughs) I'm a star. That's what I are. Yodel little lady. Ought to see the car. Drive a big old Cadillac. (laughs) I love Roger Miller. (laughs) We're headed into the break. Thank you, Tim, for your input. I appreciate it so much. I still think Cheney's going to try and run. I think they're going to pull something with a, a split Democrat ticket and try to beat Trump. That's what I think they're going to do if they don't get him incarcerated before then or something else worse. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code BETHANN. 
Don't miss Abby Johnson as she delivers a message of life in Springfield, Missouri for Vitae Foundation's annual pro-life event on Friday, August 26th at the White River Conference Center in Springfield, Missouri. Abby is the author of the national best-selling book and movie adaptation, Unplanned, which tells the story of her powerful conversion from abortion clinic director to an outspoken pro-life advocate. Abby believes in the work of Vitae Foundation as they utilize digital marketing strategies to connect abortion-determined women with life-saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Reserve your seat today by going to adsforlife.org. Again, that's Abby Johnson on August 26th in Springfield, Missouri. Before this event sells out, register today at adsforlife.org. Hi, I'm Elmer Heinrich. My company sells a nutritional product called Immuno150. If you haven't heard of it, you need to go to the website immuno150.com or call our toll-free number. Now, we sell to thousands of consumers, and our reorder rate is above 94%. Now, many people ask us how we can sell a month's supply of Immuno150 for less than $50 when most of our competition is $70 to $80 a month. It's simple. We don't pay celebrities or testimonial people to say something good about the product. Immuno 150 stands on its own with 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients. It doesn't need any help, and it has more than color, taste, and smell. I am 88 years old, and my wife is 79, both with no dementia, arthritis, or allergies, and no aches or pains of any kind, nothing, all because of Immuno 150. Now, check the number of minerals in the product you take. Don't be surprised if you don't find more than 12. Order Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals can do for you. Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I promised you a couple of days ago, and I'm going to do this on Friday. But I have an article here about three beautiful American women during the Revolutionary War. They are heroine, heroines, and not, they are heroines, <laughs> heroes, <laughs> female heroes. And I found their stories to be inspiring. And sometimes I think as women, we think, well, what can I do? Well, the mothers of the children out there, you can do a whole lot. You know, the old saying, the hand that rocks the cradle feeds the world, rules the world, it's true. But are the hands that rock the cradle godly hands or evil hands? Your children are your responsibility. Don't leave them in the hands of strangers. And that's where we are today with the public school system. Not everywhere, but... It is sweeping this country. So beware. Be involved in your children, just like I say, be involved in this crazy government we've got. We could do this together. And that's the only way we can do it. And like I said, prayer meetings, hold them, even if it's just you and your husband or just you and whoever. Study meetings. Maybe have a meeting of encouragement. Read the Bill of Rights or read the Declaration of Independence and concentrate on the grievances. Maybe become a poll watcher or serve at the polls. 
run for office. Become somebody who actually helps another person get elected. We have got to get involved and connected. Because right now we are disconnected. And they are the abusers. Our own government is abusing us, America. And we know that. So I have here something I want to share with you. You know how I love the headlines. This black mom was called a token by the school board member, and she plans to sue them. She says that is a racist term. They were calling her their token black, their token minority. The real racists are the ones who keep looking at us for our color, whether you're white. You know, it's the old song we learned in school. Remember when I had Bob Woodson on, and he said I, and he said, I learned the same song in Sunday school. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. All of us. You could call somebody privileged because they're here or there. My parents never called me privileged, and yes, I'm white. But I'm also the melting pot of America. I'm French, Irish, Scotch, Indian, English, and German. I'm a mutt. I'm an American mutt. I got it all. But our teachers that are teaching our children, they have been indoctrinated themselves in college, and now they're indoctrinating our children, and that's what they're taught to do. And here I've got one. The U.S. Postal Service just institutionalized election interference with new mail-in ballot division. I guess they've got a new department. You handle the mail-in ballots over here. They're kind of special. And women, I hope you're listening. Because I have one here. Now you know how I feel. I'm okay if you want to go get your vaccination. I'm okay with that. But don't force me to do it. Because I don't want to do it. And yes, Beth had COVID. I got sick and now I've got very little hair left on my head. <laughs> Thank goodness for uh, Godiva's secret wigs. You know, A woman's not supposed to tell her secrets, but, you know, you're my family. And I love you. And I know you love me. And it's something I'm working through. But here is an article, and I will encourage you to get this article. I have not had time to read it all in its entirety. But it is a report. 44% of pregnant women in the Pfizer trial lost their babies. FDA and the CDC all recommended jabs for expectant mothers anyway. They knew it was dangerous, and they did it anyway. If you remember a week or so ago, I was asking you, who is responsible? When we see these things come up and everybody's going to sue this company or that company, who's responsible? The big thing right now is Camp Lejeune. Goes back to the 1950s with contaminated water causing cancer among the people who lived in that community, who were a part of that military facility. Soldiers, workers, children, employees, family. 
Do you think they didn't have any inspection? Life is one big inspection. Maybe they didn't inspect as deeply back in the 50s, but as the decades moved on, and here we are today, and they're suing. How many times has FDA approved a drug, and next thing you know, they're getting sued, not the FDA. They're, they're, they don't have to get sued. Pfizer is free from getting sued. These women, 44% of them that they tested, lost their babies. Out of 15 pregnant women, 22 of them lost their babies, according to the analysis of the documents. It's documented. Pfizer had to hire 1,800 additional full-time employees in the first half of 2021 to deal with the large increase of adverse reactions to its COVID vaccine. Someone told me the other day, well, I've got some antibodies because I took the shot. I go, the shot doesn't give you antibodies. That's not what it does. I read an article. I didn't read the article. I just read the title today on somebody's article about how many times did you get the polio vaccine? How many jabs did you have to take with the polio vaccine? One. One. The only booster shots I remember getting were those lovely tetanus booster shots. Measles, mumps, and rubella. That's it. But now they want these children to be vaccinated for everything, including venereal diseases. Hepatitis, which they can only get through their mother. You know, we're in a mess, folks. The America has been gang raped by big pharma, by big government, by politicians, by radical NGOs, Department of Alphabet, bureaucracy, anti-constitutional Elected officials and appointed officials, federal judges that are fighting against your liberties, don't let the Stockholm Syndrome plant in your heart because you are already free and victorious. And it's time that we all stood together to bring America home. (laughs) 